good morning. morning. We're happy for you in the rain. Uh, Welcome to those who are here and to those who are on Zoom. Um, We remember, I think at the end of this service, we have a church meeting, is that today? And uh, that because of the rain, the hatch is not usable. So we'll be doing teas very briefly in the assembly, in the uh, youth hall so that uh, we can have a quick cuppa before we sit down. Unfortunately, um, please be careful as you move around because there's bins and tins and all kinds of collection devices on the floor to collect the water, uh, which has decided to come in through the roof again. A special welcome to Hugh. Thank you very much, Hugh, who's come to play the piano for us today with Tim and uh, Heather singing. Uh, so nice to have, have you here. And I, I've had great reports from Heather from the practice that uh, it'll be wonderful. We continue... It's going to be better than the sermon. <laughs> uh, we continue our series on faith with a consideration of faith and humility. Uh, So if you would please stand if you're able and join me uh, in reading together our call to worship, which comes from Proverbs chapter 3 and is verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will always make your path straight. Uh, if I can sit down for a minute, um, we could we could actually just stop there for the morning because that's a pretty powerful message, and that's the message of of the day. That um, basically we don't lean on our own understanding because we are not as great as our God. We don't know it all. Um, in fact, if if I read the message version. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything yourself. Listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. He is the one to keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Um, Maybe come back to that a bit later. So, if we could stand, if you're able, and we're going to sing two songs. Um, The first is uh, We Bow Down and Confess, which reminds us of our need to bow down in humbleness before our God. And secondly, we're going to sing um, our second song, In the Name of Jesus. And I've just dropped over my cup of water which is a pretty good start for me. We have water everywhere this morning. (laughs) Quick time for a baptism, I think. So we're going to sing two songs, uh, bow down, and then um, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So if you stand, if you're able.
it's now going to do our first reading. First reading is from Luke chapter 18, verses 9 to 14, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Let's bow our heads in prayer as we remember that our God is always prepared to listen. He's prepared to listen to everyone, no matter how important or humble we are. Let's pray. Father God, this week we have marked the passing of our Christian brother Ken, and we ask you to hold Jackie and the family close to you, sharing comfort and memories that live on even in the deep grieving, because you are there, no matter the pain. We also lift up to you all those who suffer through physical or mental illness and need your strength to carry on. We pray for our now-retired minister, Kevin and Angie, as they go through the difficulty of relocation to their retirement place as the procedures of conveyancing and legal and financial process drag on. We give thanks for the service of our deacons and all of our church rotors as they quietly are guided in your service to this church and to the wider community. We ask you to bless all the community work that is provided from this building, especially food larder and the many crosslinks activities. We pray for the Christian witness of our sister church St. Frideswise in Walter Eaton and for their ministry team led by Catherine. We ask you to bless all the churches across Milton Keynes and the charities like World Vision and Bridge Builder Trust that operate for your kingdom work here. And of course, be with us here at Spurgeon's as our congregation that want to listen to you and follow your will and direction for us. And Lord, in a quiet moment, we bring to you any prayer of our own. In the name and the glorious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
and we'll join together now with our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> now, normally, um, in the past, we would have nice little video clips and photos, and uh, but as uh, we have been properly reminded that we have copyright issues. Uh, you won't see those this morning, um, which was a shame because they were there before I went to America, <laughs> in my head in at least. Uh, and I've spared the family the um, humiliation of running around the front of the, the stage carrying um, apples or pears or bananas or whatever to represent the planets. <clears throat> so you're going to have to join in with your imaginations. Because when Heather and I walk sometimes, um, we, we talk. And we talk about these twirling, floating balls in space. Because we find it hard to understand. You've got this little thing that we, this little ball that we live on, which is spinning away. And then there are other little balls in the solar system of all different sizes and all different distances, which are also spinning away. But not just spinning away, they're whirling around the sun. Um, and there was a time when we people, being very clever, thought that we were the center of everything. So everything was spinning around us. Now, of course, we know that we're not spinning. Everything's spinning. And um, we, we struggle with that. Because Heather and I wonder why we're not flying off um, at, at quite some speed. And we understand gravity, because we've been told about it. And we understand all the other uh, stuff about physics. But we don't. Because how does it work? You've got all these little lumps of rock spinning around. And one of them is us. And isn't that wonderful? Because we are really important, but we're not, because we're just one of these little rocks spinning around the sun. Now, I had some nice photographs <coughs> of something called the Pillars of Creation. Uh, the, the new Webb uh, Space Telescope has taken over from the Hubble Space Telescope and that's taken some fantastic images of these things called the images, uh, the, the, the things of creation. And um, they're 6,500 light years away. I had a video clip that explained that um, because 6,500 light years is an awful long way. Uh, if you struggle like we do with the solar system, which we find amazing, and then you see photographs of our little solar system as part of the Milky Way, 
And then you see the Milky Way as part of a photograph of a big chunk of the universe. There are trillions of lumps of rock spinning around. And we're just one tiny one of those. And then you've got these things called the pillars of creation where 6,500 years ago they existed. And we don't know whether they exist anymore because it's taken 6,500 years for the light to even reach us. Um, I, I did sort of try and work out what that was in miles. Um, I ran out of zeros because one, one light year is 6 trillion miles. So 6,500 light years is 6,500 times 6 trillion light years, which is just under 40,000 trillion light years, uh, miles away. It's just the, the perspective of things that we have is very much us. How big are we? How big are we? I've just come back from America. My, my two um, great nephews, I think they are, yeah, uh, one's 13 at six foot four, and the other one's um, about six eight. Is he Heather? Yeah, yeah. At, at 16. I mean, they're quite big. You, you can't miss them, uh, except in their house. Uh, the parents are also over six foot, so everything's in everything's in perspective because they're all the same size. But then we come along, and it's like that. We have to do. Look. How big are we? How big do we think we are? Has anybody been anywhere where somebody in front of them has said, don't you know who I am? Uh, that's Richard Branson, by the way. Don't you know who I am? As if that in itself suddenly makes uh, his importance so much that everybody has to bow down and get out of the way. It's the perspective of things when... Uh, in this world, we are just one speck. We are one of about 8 billion people living on this speck. We've got a, a film called Horton and the Who, about people living on a speck. Um, it's very, very interesting if you're uh, into Zeus, Dr. Zeus and stuff. But we are tiny, and yet we think that we know it all and we think that we're important. Um, I hope I never ever said, don't you know who I am, uh, when I was somebody almost important. Uh, but I must have been tempted. Uh, you, arrive, you arrive somewhere and you think, you know, everybody's waiting for you and uh, they should get out of your way. Uh, the keys to your room should be there, everything. We are just one tiny speck. And the thing about how big you are was really just to put perspective on what we are and who we are in the greater scheme of things. We are not important to this world. What we are important to is God. Tiny little speck, one of eight billion. Um, so when I think back and 
my own life of those times when uh, I was probably, um, not probably, I was, I was trumped up, I was uh, a little bit self-important. Maybe not as self-important as the, the Trump himself who decided when he was being to be photographed he would shove everybody out of the way to make sure he had the central spot in the photograph, uh, which is a really embarrassing piece of film. But you know, sometimes we do get carried away with our own sense of, of purpose or worth. And um, I just wanted to have some kind of perspective on that. So we're going to sing. Um, we're going to sing All I Once Held Dear. Uh, it sort of reminds me that there were times when I had a very different perspective on life um, and I held very different things dearly. Uh, so it's a, a sort of a personal song in the middle of the service and at the end of that we'll receive the offering. So we're going to sing All I Once Held Dear. Please stand if you can.
Father God, we uh, bring our offerings to you in many different ways uh, through this church, through the bank, uh, through our giving. It's given for your kingdom. It's given in humility and honesty. And we ask you to use it for your purposes here. Amen. Are you leaving us? Yes. Hello, young people. I was asked for my ID when I was in America when I bought some, uh, some wine. That's really, that's really good. So, the Lord be with you. So you stand to sing again, uh, there is a higher throne.
they said. Our second reading is from Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. And perhaps we should remind ourselves that this is Paul writing to a young church with words of advice and direction for them. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Thanks, Ken. Uh, faith and humility. Um, humility, perhaps a bit difficult. Uh, out of quite like perseverance. <laughs> I persevere. Uh, I could have done faithful, I'm quite faithful. Uh, humility. Mm. When I first went to uh, church at St. Andrew's Church of England as a cub, I must have been about eight, nine or ten, something around that time. Uh, my earliest memory was a small piece of foam a rectangle about, I suppose, 15 inches by about 8 inches. It was under the seat in front of us, and no one explained what it was there for. But when the vicar said, let us pray, everybody knelt on that small piece of rectangular foam. And the tiled church floor apparently became less hard on the knees because of that inch-thick piece of foam. I don't remember anybody ever explaining why we knelt uh, on that hard floor to pray. Um, I do remember here we sold off our, our kneeling cushions uh, to, to gardeners uh, to make the garden less hard on their knees. Uh, sometime since I was nine or ten, uh, the kneeling in, in churches has become less. Uh, it still happens. But we do bow our heads. We do close our eyes often when praying. I'm not sure I ever explained to, to uh, the girls why necessarily we bow our heads, why we should do that. Um, but we do regularly see, particularly recently, the act of bowing before royalty as a sign of accepting their royal authority and in history, bowing in submission um, was also acceptance and recognition that by humbling yourself, almost making yourself smaller, you pledged loyalty, support, even ownership to that person and so the songs that we say bow down we bow down and worship uh, 
we bow down because we offer ourselves in service. We bow down in obedience. We bow down in humility. In our second reading, uh, Paul instructs us that as part of our calling, part of our faith, we should be humble and gentle, uh, bearing with one another in patience and love. Um, In the first reading, Jesus cautioned against looking down on others and claiming to be better than the quiet, prayerful, humble Pharisee. No boasting. No boasting about prayer. No boasting about self. Uh, I don't recall in the Bible Jesus ever going around saying, you know, I've just done something wonderful down there. I've cured somebody. Jesus' ministry was one of humility. It was one of example of humility. He never sought to promote himself above others. All his teaching was about um, putting others first. For everyone who exalts themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. There are other scripture readings where uh, Jesus points out that those who would be first will be last and those who are prepared to accept last place will be first. Um, ever been in a queue? I remember um, at Spring Harvest one year, everybody taking that particular bit of advice so literally that it was very difficult to get through a door because everybody approaching the door would say, no, after you. And the other person would say, no, after you. And the door would be gridlocked because nobody would actually want to go through the door first because after all, that would be putting yourself first. Don't think that was quite what Jesus meant. Don't think that was quite the purpose of his teachings to have us all hanging around either side of a doorway. But uh, we do struggle to accept obedience and putting others first, reining in our ambition or accepting that someone else is right, or worse, that we might be wrong. Um, There are some men here. Uh, We men are very good at flat pack furniture because the first thing we do is ignore these instructions normally because after all we know how to do everything, don't we? And eventually we get round to the instructions. Um, you know, that is uh, just a tiny thing about accepting that we do need help. Humility and being humble in our lives uh, doesn't necessarily mean um, crawling around on our hands and knees and just bowing to everybody. Humility in our faith is recognizing God's sovereign power over us. When we pray, we bow our heads because we recognize God's sovereign power is over us. We are his servants. He is our master. 
He is our Lord and Saviour. Sometimes we seek to control situations because we know best. We don't take those things, those important things, to God in prayer. And when we do take the things to God in prayer, we are happy to accept that direction which sits easy on us, that we may agree with. Um, But often, we do our lives to the exclusion of God's direction. We think that we are in charge. We don't need help. We don't need guidance. Our faith says bow down before our Lord because God matters. He matters in our lives. He matters in what we do, in what we say, and in what we believe. Is any of us as part of nearly 8 billion on the planet really important? We are all important to God if we accept him and we follow Jesus. Jesus who never boasted. Jesus who, through the act of ultimate humility, humbled himself before everybody on the cross to accept that punishment of our sins on himself. It's no small thing for us to say, well, actually, our lives should be like that. We aren't often called upon, I suppose, to lay down our lives for others. Some are. But in the small things of our lives, to accept that God is sovereign, to go to him when we need help, to read the scripture and take advice, to bow down, to bow down is what we're called to do in humility and humbleness to recognize our God as that. I hope we can do that without wanting to be somehow superior, better than you Christians. I hope that the words of the songs and the words from the Bible reinforce the message of humility as part an important part of our faith. And I hope you managed to do that without YouTube this morning. Bless you all. Let's pray for our world. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father God, you gave us our world. You gave us our world in perfection. You gave us our world to look after. We divided it up We stuck labels on it and we claimed ownership for ourselves. We took it upon ourselves to be responsible not for the big things, the stewardship and the management of your gift, but rather for the ownership and perpetuation of our own ideas. Father God, be with all world leaders particularly those where there is conflict, particularly those where there is a struggle 
for a crisis. Lord God, be with everybody in authority. Let them know that the power of their decision and what they do impacts so many people. But give them humility and humbleness to understand that they are servants too. We pray particularly for the world of Ukraine where the civilian population is just under constant barrage, where electricity and water are being cut off as part of a plan to reduce the, the way that people can live to the lowest level. We pray for our own government. We seem to be in some kind of um, spiraling mess we pray for real leadership, real leadership all round. We know that uh, because of the world situation, we have to accept that things are more expensive. Let's accept that with a humble heart, recognizing the pain that others are suffering. Lord God, give us all the wisdom to look after your world better in whatever we do, whatever small way, in recycling, in conservation, in just being good managers of your perfect place. And we pray this in the name of our Lord God, Jesus. Amen. Uh, we're going to sing our final song, um, Meekness and Majesty. I remind you that tea and coffee will be served in the uh, youth hall after that. Oh, yeah. Second reminder about the special church uh, meeting. Please come back so that we'll core it. I don't know how many we need to be core it, but everybody. Please stand and sing our final song, Meekness and Majesty.
Father God, as we go from this place, let us always remember your sovereign role. Keep us obedient, humble, and serving. For your kingdom's sake. Amen.